0: Welcome to Own It from Women Lead Change. I'm Mackenzie Calagiri, our marketing coordinator and podcast producer. On today's episode, CEO and host Tiffany O'Donnell talks to Courtney Perry, who is the owner of two Des Moines-based companies, Privacy LLC and Lady Lex Scented Candles. Privacy is an event coordination company that also provides business consulting and mentorship services. Lady Lex offers therapeutic aromatherapy products such as candles, room sprays, lotions, and more.
1: Courtney, how are you? I am doing well. I am doing well. How are you? I'm doing great. For people who don't know you, the world
2: needs to know you because, uh, You are inspiring. I know you recently took part in the Black and Brown Business Summit, which is where I uh, first heard about all that you're doing. And I say all that you're doing because you're busy and doing some important stuff. You want to just tell our listeners, if they don't know you, what you're up to?
1: Oh, goodness. Well, I'm Courtney Perry. I am a small business entrepreneur here based out of Des Moines, Iowa. I have two separate companies now. I have officially branched one of them off. There were no longer just one entity. And so um, I have privacy and Lady Luck Senate candles, um, event coordination, small business consulting, as well as a new mentorship program that I have going on. And then of course, the lovely candles and room sprays and wax melts and lotions that I provide um, keeps me busy too. So Along with all of that, I sit on quite a few boards, and of course, I am in the community trying to push everybody forward. You know, and I, and
2: I know you didn't sign up for this specifically, but you do really become uh, a hero and a mentor yourself. You know, yes. add that to the list, you know, the list of things you're responsible for. And again, I, I know you just, you probably fell into that, and it's I maybe did. not what I you did. signed up for, but how important just, is that to you, that, that mentorship?
1: It definitely is not something that I signed up for. My company's name is Privacy because I'm a pretty private person and I like to stay in the backgrounds. But of course, you know, when you're going off on that intra- entrepreneurship and getting yourself out there, you have to be in the forefront. And so it's kind of weird to me a little bit where people will tell me, I've been watching you. And it's like, why are you watching? me? <laughs> yeah. But also too, I was told by a couple of different people, if you don't tell people and allow people to see what you're doing, they're never gonna believe that they can do it themselves. And I am huge on bringing up our youth and making sure that they see that they are able to do whatever. So I, I am now accepting the role of being that <laughs> mentor and being able to, you know, be that person that can bring people along and lift them up. So I I've, I had to learn how to walk into that role, but I'm, I'm accepting it now.
2: Well, yeah. a lot of us are benefit to that. You know, I'm curious, you know, what's your journey been like to to become a mentor? Did you have people or someone that in a special way early on or what was your journey like?
1: You know, I will definitely say that my journey and mentorship has started at a young age. Um, I was raised by my grandmother. I was raised by a village. I will say that Um, my grandmother, my sisters, my sister's friends, my brothers, you know, and so I've always seen them on the paths that they have led and always taken, they've always given insight. So I, I, my mentorship started young and just as I've been moving through everything, I've just gravitate towards certain people and I ask questions and they give me feedback. And so I, you know, I did write an article and it asked you like, who's your mentor? I have to say everyone there's, there's, there's a little bit of everybody that I see that I can speak with and they really give me the the nuggets that I need.
2: That is powerful. And that you're open to it. I think that says yeah, a lot about you too. You
1: definitely have to be open to it. A lot of people it's hard sometimes, but that constructive criticism is what you need. That's in order for you to be who you want to be. Yeah. And I know as
2: part of the Black and Brown Business Summit, we talk a lot about the growth of minority communities in entrepreneurism. And what, what I hear from you know, specific individuals, it's like, you know, I tried the corporate America thing and I saw that I wasn't going to get where I wanted to go. So I took control of my own destiny. Yeah. You know, do you, do you feel some of that or do you hear some of that?
1: Oh yeah, most definitely. Um, I, myself, I, I COVID of course was definitely the reason why I no longer had a full-time job, but I was already on my way out. Um, so, you know, COVID gave me that little bit of push, but you, I myself got to certain points in my job where there was no way that that person that was above me was ever going to leave. So I would always have to go and find another job in order to excel. And still, you know, it's hard to keep on going in certain positions. And so you start thinking like, okay, is this really what I want to do is to keep fighting for that top position? Or do I want to take my skills, my abilities, my knowledge that I have gained thus far and really find my passion and use that there to where I can really enjoy what I do every single day? It's Mm -hmm. not easy. Now, that's one thing that they don't tell us is it's not easy, but you have to know that you're not in this world to work for somebody else for the rest of your life is what I tell people. Wow. If you have a will, power, and the strength and the mindset and the support system to go out here and do it, then by all means live on faith and go and go for it. Yeah.
2: What were some of the biggest challenges when you decided to to branch out on your own? Um,
1: I will definitely say, I mean, of course you gotta make sure you want to pay your bills. <laughs> um there is that, yes. There's that, that, that is the top tier point is, you know, I think a lot of people struggle with, am I going to be able to pay my bills and be able to take care of my family? Um, I was grateful. My daughter, she was graduated high school and was off to college. So, you know, I was an empty nester, Um, but I still, of course, had that responsibility. But you, you just think about all of those hardships that you may go through, but you got to have faith. You got to have a support system to get through it.
2: You know, I hear often from, you know, Main Street businesses that they they need some really basic support that I think a lot of us take for granted. There's a lot of support, it seems, for tech entrepreneurs and, and businesses that are ready to scale. There's all kinds of, you know, entrepreneurial support for that. But when you're talking Main Street business, I mean, there are some businesses that just need support in, you know, getting a loan or, you know, getting capital or having those those networks You know, how are we doing um, as a a state, um, you know, in terms of, you know, helping cultivate that segment of our entrepreneurs?
1: We all know that Iowa is a minimal, and I don't have the numbers. I wish I would have done the numbers, but we we as a state of Iowa know that for the Black and Brown community, minority community, that it is slim to none as far as getting the support that we need. Um, There's a lot of work that needs to be done. Is that work being done? Yes, there's a lot of organizations that are working to push that, but there's still a lot that needs to be done. And I'll give an example of the corporate world. There's everybody that's coming along with these DEI committees. You don't have not one person of a minority nationality that sits on this committee to actually help you further along and get an understanding of where you need to actually sit. So it's kind of, it's kind of hard looking and seeing all of the things that are changing, but you're not really digging a little bit deeper to where you actually need to go. And then the capital that's being raised, you know, it, there's a lot of education that needs to go behind that. Um, are you providing the people and getting into where they sit right now to where they need to go um, and stop pushing alone all the time? You know, I mean, yes, a loan is great, but is that company at a standstill where they actually can be able to afford a loan and be able to pay that back? Or are they just going to keep on paying that loan back for the rest of their life? So I definitely feel like there's a lot of education that needs to be had per individual, not just as a group as a whole anymore. And just stop throwing the loans like education, treat them treat them and teach them how the capital and everything runs so that they can be able to scale their businesses out of the income that they are and revenue that they are receiving in.
2: That is great. That's great advice. You know, another thing I read that you'd said that, you know, this is a quote, my advice for supporting black businesses is to show up just like we show up for everybody else. Show up for us, go into our spaces, ask questions, reach out. And it's not always about buying our products. It's about putting us in positions that we never would have thought of.
1: Yeah. I tell people I would not be where I'm in without networking. I am huge on networking. A lot of people, they praise me on that because in order for you to go to where you want to go, you have to show up and show your face. I will say, in most cases, I am always the only black person and let alone the black woman that walks into a lot of these rooms. And I will tell you, it is very intimidating to go into some of those rooms because people just turn their heads and be like, and you wonder what they're thinking, like, who is she, you know, where, what is she doing here, but I walk in those rooms with my head held high and I own that room and let people know I shake my hand, I introduce myself. That is the challenge for a lot of people because they get scared and they feel like they're not able to be in that room. No, you can go in whatever room that you want to and introduce yourself. Even if you walk in that room, introduce yourself and leave. I don't care. That person's going to remember you, but you won't know unless you go and you show up. I tell people just go and I invite people. I tell people, do you want me to go with you so that, you know, it's always easier to take somebody with you, but I'm huge. on just, just go, just go and show up.
2: I am so grateful for what you just said there. Cause I know a lot of our listeners, this will resonate with, I mean, you as a very strong, successful CEO and founder just basically said, you know, it's scary.
1: Mm-hmm. I still get scared sometimes it's it, I do, I do, but it's like you got to go in the corner <laughs> and give yourself a little prep talk and you got to give a little saw, like you're here for a reason, you can do this, you have what you need, you own this room and just, you know, take that minute. It, it goes back to the self-care, just own it, just go. But no, that yeah, it is, it is scary, but you you'll get through it.
0: Mount Mercy University was founded in 1928 by a group of bold women intent on breaking barriers. Inspired by the Sisters of Mercy, Mount Mercy is committed to fulfilling their mission to expand your abilities, equip you to lead with purpose, and empower you to accomplish your goals. Mount Mercy offers graduate, accelerated, and undergraduate programs to people from all walks of life. Our forward-looking, future-focused approach puts you on the path to success. Mount Mercy University, the future is female, our past was too. Discover more at mtmercy.edu.
2: How do you find balance at this point in your life? You said you're an empty nester, so theoretically you should have
1: <laughs> should have time to do things for you. <laughs> is there any
2: time for that?
1: How do you find the balance? Um, I will say um as I'm I'm still in my learning phases. Um I'm almost hitting the 5 year mark in I am still learning. It is a learning progress regardless. Some of my mentors I talk to, they're still learning. But you just have to see where you are going. Evaluate yourself often. Evaluate your home life. Ask your family, like, how am I giving you guys enough time? Or are you, your doctor's probably going to tell you sometimes. Um, but you just have to know when to shut down and set a schedule that works for you. It's so easy to
2: say, I know it's, it's I
1: know it's. I know, and, it, and it's, <laughs> but it, I will, here's an example. So my week is pretty full. I fir- finally first hired my first employee for my brick and mortar store. And so I have more time to really actually sit in my office. So now it's like, I have this free time. So I have to now manage and say, okay, during this time, this is what I'm gonna do. This is what I'm available for so that I can still be able to make it home at a decent time, eat on time, take my dogs out and get enough rest. But again, that is still an evaluation that you will continuously do week after week, day after day, until you find something that is suitable for you.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But it will, how, you will find that balance.
2: How important are, you mentioned a network, how important are your relationships?
1: My relationships are near and dear to me. Um, like I, it goes back to being private I am like the most private person in the world like I'm not I'm not big I I mean to tell you really honestly I hate social media but <laughs> um I'm pretty sure it's the I, devil by the way I, I want to be on the record <laughs> please <laughs> but I have met a lot of people in my journey who I can call real friends there's people that I mean I can talk to them now and really be open. I take their criticism. They speak to me in rooms that I have never sat in, like my relationships, my friendships, my colleagues are even important. I say I don't have any haters, but they say, if you don't have haters, then you're not doing anything right. So I'm sure there's some out there somewhere, but um, it's it, the relationships are key because you want to always have somebody that you can call on in the time of the unknown in the time of need or in just in the time of just having a shoulder to lean on because you, that, that's important. That's very
2: important. So you mentioned you have one child in college. Is that right? Okay. Any, any aspirations to be like mom?
1: she follows in mom's footsteps she definitely <laughs> does um, <laughs> she uh graduated from UNI and I in December with two two bachelor's degrees she works for UNI. and I she's a teacher works in a mentorship program herself oh, in high wow. school and middle school she has her own business as well um and then she just she's just thriving she i call her my blessed child because she um throughout the trauma that we have done and have had in life like she has excelled and I, I can't give her any wrongs at all.
2: Wow. Yeah. So where do you think that comes from in her? I mean, you could obviously um, say you, but I mean, it helps us know a little bit more about you too.
1: Yes. Uh, so we have experienced a lot of loss in life. Um, my daughter has lost her father at a young age. And so, and just continuously, there was a lot of trauma after that, but she has had a great support system herself and I tell you, she's probably got a mom in every almost every state, <laughs> I feel like, wow. but um, she has that determination. She has the drive. I will tell you, I don't know what 23-year-old out here actually has a budget on how to pay their bills, but she she did that on her own. Um, she has that willingness to want to be somewhere. And she herself says that I don't want to have to work for anybody for the rest of my life. And I will say, yes, I am that parent that has been able to show her that, but also too, she has created relationships and bonds with people along her journey to make sure that she is, stays within that good scope of scope of life.
2: It's a real tribute to you. And it sounds like she's got a lot of other people looking out for her too. You know, a lot of our listeners, um, you know, some have grandkids, nieces, nephews, kids of their own, you know, what, what kind of advice do you have? If you could share some wisdom on raising, raising leaders.
1: Raising leaders, a good excerpt that I have in my new Be Your Authentic Self workbook that I have released uh, this month. There is a little piece in there that's a work-life balance. And what I tell people in that is to bring your kids along the journey. Don't allow your kids to see you work and bust and not understand why mom didn't show up or why is mom so tired. No, keep an open communication with your kids. Be upfront and honest. Let them know, hey, if there's a bill that's due and I can't go and buy you that ticket to Adventureland, be, oh, I don't have it at this time. Um, So that they understand that regardless if it's glory and mom's got this nice big car, no, mom had to work hard for that. There's just things that you have to let your kids know and hiding them from them is not at all going to, it's only going to hinder them from their growth. So you have to just have that open communication and being upfront and honest with them. And my daughter truly knows like, Hey, when, (laughs) I mean, I stopped doing Christmas probably when she was about seven years old, like, no, there's no reason for me to spend all of this money during this one season when we have 365 days of the year that I can bless you with surprises every day. So I definitely, that's my communicate is to keep an open communication with a dialogue with your children.
2: And it sounds like you're pretty authentic with, with them too, oh, yeah. you know?
1: Yeah, definitely. I I don't sugarcoat anything. She, she's well aware of that.
2: That's, <laughs> you know, yeah. a friend of mine <laughs> said to me the other day that her daughter, who's in high school, I think the daughter said, well, we have a lot of money, don't we? <laughs> and the yeah. mom said, well, your your dad and I do. You mm-hmm. got nothing. <laughs> that, <laughs> just, yes. I hate to yes. tell you, but uh, you're, you got nothing. We're doing yes. just fine. Yes.
1: <laughs> yes. I co I co-parent with my um with another uh sibling of my daughters. They are literally 10 years apart, they look just alike. And she will call and she thinks like money grows on trees. And I just, I mean, truthfully and honestly, well, no, you're not getting it today. <laughs> so um I I get where that comes from, but they always think that just because we work hard, their money is theirs until they realize like, hey, you gotta go out and go get a job. <laughs>
2: I love to hear you say that. I love to hear you say that. Because, you know, we hear all, all the time about concerns about how kids are being raised today and not having that, you know, even honest to God, that, that joy that comes from earning your own money. You know, I yeah. think some parents think they're doing their kids a favor by, you know, giving them everything. Um, I, I know. I remember when I got front my first check. You know, yeah. it's
1: a pretty great feeling. Yeah. Who wants to
2: rob a kid of that?
1: Yeah. I, my first job was at Tiny Tots when I was 14. Okay. Well, when the, when the high, when the schools really had that good support and where they taught you how to have life skills. Yeah. Um, my daughter, she had her first McDonald's job when she turned 14. Yeah. You will wow. do the same path. Like you have and that is another thing of helping them understand those life skills. Like, I mean, they don't even teach cursive writing in school anymore. A lot of these kids don't even know how to write a check or put a name on an envelope. Like These are skills that they need to know, and just just continue to raise your children the same way that you were raised, if in a or in a better way. Yeah,
2: great advice. Okay, Courtney, I got one more question for you. I mean, I can have a lot of questions for you, but uh, (laughs) you're you're a busy person. The podcast is called Own It because we like to hear from you. What is it about you that may not have always been seen as you know obviously awesome, but at the end of the day. You own it and it actually is awesome.
1: I'm going to be straightforward with you. I feel like people come to me because I'm going to be all the way 100 and real. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I'm going to tell you the way that it looks, feels, whatever. So when I say I own it, I own it because I don't want you to be lied to or any, I'm straightforward, period. I own that. I own that.
2: That's fantastic. Well, I'm going to speak for your friends and I hope I'm one of them at some point here, but I'm going to be, thank you for that. Cause, uh, none of us have time. None of us have time for phony. So
1: I no. appreciate
2: that. Courtney Perry, thank you for your time, my friend. Thank you. Thank we'll you for you having soon. me.
0: women of achievement nominations are now open honorees will be featured on the iowa women of achievement bridge in downtown des moines nominate an historical woman today at wlcglobal.org girls with goals become women of achievement join us on june 20th for a viewing party of the unshakable belief the dr christine grant story proceeds benefit the girls with goals fund follow womanly change on facebook instagram twitter and linkedin Please give us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. We appreciate it so much. More information and tickets can be found at wlcglobal.org.